Hello, my friend. This podcast is called High Heels on Pavement. 15 steps from the sidewalk to the front door. 14 if you have long legs like my mother. The day my grandmother's ghost walked those steps, I hadn't been counting, but I would guess 17. I was sitting at my desk, staring out the open window, when the sound of high heels clicking on pavement jolted me from my summer daydreaming. I listened intently, trying to figure out if the woman happened to be walking toward or away from the house. But the footsteps didn't sound like they were going in any direction, and after several seconds stopped altogether. I held my breath and waited for the woman to start walking again, but there was only more silence. I laid my head down on the book I hadn't been reading and let the tears soak into the pages. My grandmother's shoes had made the same sound. She was the type of woman who wouldn't dream of leaving the house without makeup on and hairspray so heavy, even a hurricane wouldn't displace a strand of hair. On rare occasion, My grandmother wore a pantsuit instead of her usual dress or full-length skirt. However, even in a pantsuit, she always wore high-heeled shoes with pantyhose. When I was younger, I thought there was no way I would be like her in any way. I was never going to be the type of woman who couldn't even go get the mail without her face on, meaning makeup who would get so upset when her granddaughter said pissed off she wouldn't speak to her for three days, who would catch her breath at the sight of a black man in the house. Growing up, much to my grandmother's dismay, I was a bit of a tomboy. The first time I wore high heels was at my high school homecoming dance, and I almost fell getting out of the car and several more times walking from the parking lot to the restaurant. Each time, My date laughed, and each time, I punched him in the arm. Hard. Many years after her death, I have found that I'm like her in that we share a common passion. Waltzing around the dance floor, my full-length skirt flared around my high-heeled feet. I smile and imagine my grandmother doing the same thing 60 years earlier. She is surrounded by men in tuxedos with top hats and women in colorful ballroom gowns with white gloves. She is laughing at something her partner said, distracting him with her blue-as-ice eyes so that he almost runs into another couple. I don't know when my grandmother started ballroom dancing, who she danced with, or even what dances she learned. So I make up my own stories, filling in the details with color where only plain white exists. These stories take place in a time where men were gentlemen and always opened car doors, and ladies didn't swear or become computer engineers. A time before there was a McDonald's and Starbucks on every street corner, and a home-cooked meal was a standard, not an anomaly. And in this picture, my grandmother makes sense. A lady in a changing feminist world who refused to change with it. Whenever I go out ballroom dancing, I think of her looking over me and smiling. If someone compliments my dancing, I imagine my grandmother turning to a friend and saying, 
she gets it from me. Now, salsa dancing is a whole other story. With all the hip shaking and body rolling and sexy moves of Latin dancing, I am sure she is rolling over in her grave every time I go out salsa dancing. So, I only think of her when I go out ballroom dancing. My memory of her is fading, except for key moments that will never leave me. Her standard look of shock and disapproval, when my mother cussed or did something equally unladylike that offended her sense of decency. Relief like a flood when she walked through the door to rescue my sister and I attempting to bake a complicated birthday cake without even an elementary understanding of gourmet terms, such as fold and double boil. My brother moving his plate just as she plopped a huge dollop of mashed potatoes, which landed on the table and sent everyone into fits of laughter. Laughter she did not join in on. But the day my grandmother's ghost clicked up the walkway to the front door, my memories were still fresh and vivid, and there were only good ones. Her sitting in the hot bleachers sweating through my swim meets. How proud she was when I wore clothes that she handmade, or making me root beer floats forbidden by my parents. A couple of weeks after her funeral, I had a dream that I came home from college and she was sitting at the kitchen table waiting for me. I knew she was gone, that I was dreaming. But I sat down at the table anyway and talked with her about mundane subjects, an upcoming science test, a friend's birthday party, the weather. I didn't tell her I loved her or how much I missed her because then she would know that she was dead and my dream would end. When I woke up, my hair and pillows were stained with my tears, and my heart felt very heavy, despite the peace that was missing. I felt the same way when I heard those footsteps on the sidewalk, as if there wasn't enough space in my chest to hold my grief and breathe at the same time. Later that day, my mother casually mentioned she heard the sound of high heels as she was cleaning the kitchen floor. It sounded as if somebody was walking the 15 or so steps from the sidewalk up the winding path and stopped right at the front door. But the door was open, and she could see no one was there, so she wrote it off as the way the wind was blowing, until I told her I heard the footsteps too. We had been less than 20 feet apart from each other, both silently weeping over the sound of high heels on pavement.